You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thank you for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show. A lot to get to like usual on today's edition of the podcast. We'll continue on with our position preview series. We're going to talk about BYU's linebacking core. How different will it look as compared to previous iterations of BYU's defense under Kalani Sitake and Elisa Tuiaki's tenure? We'll examine that. We'll also get to the best player to wear the number 72 in a BYU uniform. The fan vote going very favorably in favor of a guy who's a local media celebrity. We'll get to that. And of course, catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we usually do. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at Built Bar as well as All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of them as the podcast rolls on throughout today's show. With that rundown out of the way, let's get it going here. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for June 23rd, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And thanks again for taking the time to download your original daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars with us here. Our aim here on the Locked On Cougars podcast is to make you guys the smartest BYU fans in the room. And we do that by being the one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know about each day as well as insider information that you will not find anywhere else. So make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening in from, whichever podcast provider you're using, and make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button so it automatically populates and you can listen to us each and every day. That is what we aim to do. We want to be with you guys every day, 30 minutes, get you in and out, let you know everything you need to know about the Cougars and A big thank you in advance for your continued support of the show. If you're new to the show, welcome on in. I think this is a lot of fun. It's a fun venture I've been doing for nearly two years now, and hopefully you guys will find it of worth as well as we talk BYU sports with you guys on the daily. All right, kicking off today's show, let's talk about our position preview series. We've previously talked about BYU's defensive ends. We talked about the tight ends. Last week, we talked about the specialist positions for BYU. Today, I want to talk about BYU's linebacking core. There's been a lot made of the upcoming season for BYU on defense, and if BYU truly will be implementing a new defensive scheme, what the media saw, what I saw with my own eyes during the I almost call it abbreviated spring practices at BYU. They had six practices before the COVID-19 pandemic shut things down. It appeared that BYU was running a 4-3 defense. I did see some variations where they'd bring a guy on who looked more like a safety. Let's say a guy like a Chaz Ayu, who may not be the biggest linebacker out there. Maybe 210, 215 pounds. But he has the ability to both come up and play the run, but also cover guys in the slot as a safety. I think there's been a lot of talk about BYU adopting a pure 4-2-5 defensive scheme. I don't think that's what BYU is going for this year. And if Brackenell Bakri is to be believed, he told Jay Drew that BYU practiced in a true 4-3 alignment during a spring ball. That was in the Deseret News. You can go back and find it. We've talked about it previously here when we talked about the defensive ends in our position preview. I think that what BYU is going to deploy on defense is still going to be a similar look to what they have run in the past. Think back to the days of when Fred Warner was suiting up for BYU, his final two seasons under Kalani Satake. He played that flash linebacker position 
which the Flash is traditionally designated, I guess you would call it the strong side linebacker in the BYU uh, d- defense. But he had the ability to both uh, play a safety type of a role in addition to a linebacker role. It's more of a hybrid position than it is a true linebacker or safety. So what I think BYU is going to go with this year is they're still going to list three linebackers on their depth chart this year, but only two of the positions are going to be true linebackers where guys are uh, expected to stop the run before playing the pass. Think of guys like Isaiah Kafusi, uh, Pepe Tanovasa, a guy who's expected to take on a big role this year. Kavika Fanua, uh, Keenan Peely. Those are the guys who are going to play more of those traditional linebacker roles as both the Mike and the Will will call them. And... Uh, do I think that there will still be some variations in this defense? Absolutely. I think variation, uh, innovation is the name of the game in college football anymore. If you can find something that gives you a leg up on your opponent, hey, you've done a good thing there, and by all means, you should use that to your advantage. I think that's what BYU is trying to go for this year. What I do believe wholeheartedly is that BYU is going to play in more of a base four-man front at all times this year. I think gone are the days of that rush three drop eight scheme that it worked at times. It won them the game against, let's say, USC because they confused Keaton Slovis, a true freshman quarterback, into throwing routes where underneath linebackers could pick him off. That worked out. There were other times it looked absolutely abysmal and BYU struggled mightily as that became almost their base defense in the latter part of the 2019 season. Kalani Satake believes in a four-man front. He believes in generating a pass rush with just four guys, if at all possible. I think you're going to see BYU lining up in a four-man front more so than you ever have during his tenure as head coach at BYU. I can tell you this much. Kalani Satake took over as the linebackers coach last year. You don't have to believe me, but it's true. I saw it with my own eyes. He took over the linebacker position, moved Ed Lamb to defensive ends to work alongside Elisa Tuiaki along BYU's defensive line. I expect that that kind of setup with the coaching staff is going to stay intact this year. Kalani Satake knows defense like the back of his hand. He was not a high-level defensive coordinator in the Pac-12 at two different universities for no reason. He is well-respected. His defensive ideology, his defensive alignments, his defensive acumen is unquestioned. He does a great job with it. He may not have the same athletes he had in the Pac-12 to run what he wants to run at BYU, but I think he is proving he is adaptable and he's trying to find the right balance for his defense this year. And I think that linebacking core that we're going to see this fall is going to be evidence of that. So do I think that it's going to be a true 4-3 for BYU this year? No, I do not. I don't think BYU is going to be running a 4-3 scheme. Do I think they'll be running a true 4-2-5 scheme? No, I do not also believe that. Do I believe that the three-man front could come back in certain situations? Sure, it could. But I think that BYU is going to have more of a hybrid, adaptable defense than they ever have previously. I could be completely wrong on that, but my read in talking with people around the program who are on the inside, who have been paying attention to how things are going, and also observing things with my own eyes during the abbreviated practice sessions the media got to watch during spring, screams to me that BYU is going to be more adaptable to opposing offenses than at any other point. And as such, I think we've seen a number of guys make quote-unquote position changes to, to fit into those roles that they're going to be expected to play. Think of a guy like Chaz Ayu. He might be one of BYU's best linebackers, but he's actually probably better suited to play the flash linebacker position where it's more of a true hybrid position rather than a true strong side linebacker. 
You can allow him uh, to play a variable role in that position, and I think it's going to benefit BYU's defense. You've seen a number of guys slim down. Uh, Max Tooley, uh, who has been a linebacker at BYU since he got home from his mission, he has slimmed down. He's moving back to the defensive secondary. Whether he plays the true safety roles of free safety or strong safety, that remains to be seen. But I think that his slimming down to more of a natural weight that he's more comfortable playing at makes him more adaptable to what BYU is trying to do in their defense. He could play that flash linebacker position if he doesn't work out at safety. I think you're seeing BYU understand, you know what, in this day and age of college football, having three linebackers on the field who weigh 240 pounds but cannot run with a tight end or a slot receiver, that's not going to work. It's going to get you killed. It absolutely will get you torn up on defense. BYU understands that we need to have slimmed down guys who are capable of running with defenders, not running with defenders, running with offensive players and covering them while also being able to step up and run support when needed. I think that's going to be a benefit for BYU this coming season. Now, we'll get to more of the personnel here in just a second. I wanted to talk a little bit more about guys in different roles that I think you'll see BYU line them up in this year. We'll break that down more in depth here in just a second. But I Trust me when I say this. I know that BYU's defense has been much maligned. Their defensive metrics have been awful. They were awful a year ago. The sack numbers alone were just absolutely abysmal. But Kalani Satake wants this defense to rebound this year, and he has been working a lot with the defensive staff and a lot with BYU's defensive players, the linebackers in particular, to make sure they're ready for this upcoming season. Will it pay off? We'll have to wait and see, but I do know that BYU has got a a desire to be much better on defense. We'll see if the work they've put in pays off in the form of improved defensive metrics and by extension, more wins. We'll find out, but we'll talk more about the uh, key figures in the linebacking core for BYU here in just a second. Before we do that, though, do need to take a second today and talk to you about our good friends at Built Bar. We've talked to you guys a lot about these guys, and I absolutely love Built Bars. They are the best tasting protein bar I have ever had, bar none. I've had my fair share in my days as an athlete growing up. My dad would buy me all kinds of different energy bars and say, try this. And half the time, I felt like I needed a gallon of milk or water just to wash it down. That's not the case with Built Bar. Built Bars are, lo- are a local company, and they are high in protein, high fiber, but low sugar and low calorie. You can compare them to the leading energy bars or protein bars nationwide. And Built Bars, They're better overall for you. They can help anybody that's the health conscious guy or gal, regardless of where you're at in your health journey. I'm a rather husky gentleman. I'm trying to lose weight. Built Bar can help you do that. If you're trying to maintain weight, they can help you do that as well. Built Bar is built for you, and they want to make sure you are taken care of. And right now at BuiltBar.com, you can get up to 50% off everything. They have an inventory closeout going on. And 100% of the profits will be donated to organizations that support education, poverty, equality, and ending hate and racism. You can go to BuiltBar.com, check it out, guys. It is a great thing that they are doing here. And additionally, you, right now, you can still get $10 off your first order when you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. They are a proud partner of us here on the Locked On Podcast Network. The best part is, for those of you living here along the Wasatch Front and in the greater state of Utah, Built Bar is a local company, homegrown right here in Utah County. They are revolutionizing the protein bar game. 
I stand by these guys 100%. I have loved my experience with Built Bar, both as a sponsor and also just as a consumer. I love Built Bar. So check them out, guys. Go to BuiltBar.com, up to 50% off everything in their inventory closeout right now at BuiltBar.com. And additionally, save $10 off with your first order by using the promo code Locked On. That's BuiltBar.com, proud partner of us here on Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, guys, we just talked about BYU and how they're trying to change the look of their defense where it's more adaptable to opposing offensive schemes. If they need three linebackers on the field to stop a run attack, I believe they'll be capable of doing that. But they also have the ability, I think, to go into almost a dime formation where they've got what amounts to be essentially four safeties on the field who may be hybrid guys. They have the capability of both... uh, coming up against the run, but also the capability of covering guys downfield. I think the adaptability of BYU's defense this year will be their calling card, and here's hoping it pays off the way that the coaching staff hopes it does. Now, let's break a little bit down in terms of what the personnel you're going to want to know this year. I think your two starting linebackers for BYU entering fall camp are going to be Isaiah Kafusi as well as Peyton Wilgar. Peyton Wilgar is a former walk-on who earned a scholarship out of Dixie High School and has really become a standout player for BYU. You can think of him picking off multiple passes last year, really just being a terror on defense. And I think he has earned the right to be the starter entering fall camp alongside Isaiah Kafusi. Kafusi enters his senior season and he absolutely is a standout player. I think that he is going to be a guy that BYU fans are going to remember for just the stalwart nature of him. He wasn't necessarily the flashiest linebacker to come through BYU in recent memory, but I think he was one of the more consistent guys. And I expect you'll see that consistency shine through once again this season. So I think that those two are probably projected to be your two starting linebackers entering fall camp. Both of them are bigger bodied linebackers with the capability of stepping up into holes and really slowing down the rush attack. Behind them, I think you've got uh, three guys who can play at the different positions and I think are adaptable to do whatever BYU needs to do. I think Keenan Peely is one of them. I thought he had a strong freshman campaign when he was healthy. He has proven that when he is a healthy linebacker, he's a game changer. Also, Kavika Fanua. He has played all over the field for BYU. He has switched back and forth from offense to defense to defense to offense multiple times, but he has found a home at linebacker for BYU, and I expect him to have another solid senior campaign. Will he start this year like he did last year? Maybe not, because like I said, I'm projecting that Peyton Wilgar probably gets the nod over a guy like Kavika Fanua, but I could be wrong on that. And then the newcomer to this group that spent last year redshirting that I really think is going to be a breakout star this year is the former Navy transfer Pepe Tanuvasa. I'm not the only one that's singing this young man's praises. We talked to him during spring ball. You can go back and find that interview uh, back in March. Had a great conversation with him about his decision to come to BYU. And I'm telling you guys, this kid didn't transfer from Navy for nothing. He decided, you know what, the naval career that's required of me after I graduate isn't for me. Maybe being a midshipman wasn't the life he wanted. But he has come to BYU, and he was one of the best players on BYU's team last year, despite being a red shirt that had to practice on the scout team. He gave incredible looks to the opposing offense, and I expect that he is going to be firmly entrenched as a rotation player at linebacker for BYU this year. And it wouldn't surprise me at some point that maybe Pepe Tanuvasa takes over the starting linebacker at some point this season. I think he is that good. And like I said, I know guys like Jeff Hansen have been out there really uh, crowing about a guy of Tanuvasa's ability. 
I'm right there with them. Now, I also talked about in that first bit of the podcast about BYU and how they're going to use this flash linebacker hybrid position. I do think they will list it as the flash linebacker, but it will be truly more of a safety slash hybrid role for BYU in their defense this year. And the tailor-made player for this position on BYU's roster is Chaz Ayu. Chaz Ayu is a former four-star prospect. His legal issues are behind him. I do not expect him to miss any time. It was pretty bad uh, what the Utah County Sheriff's deputy that arrested him and charged him with DUI and all the different things. It was, a, it was some malfeasance going on there. It was not a pretty situation. So I don't expect Chaz Ayu to miss any time this year with those legal issues behind him. I think he is tailor-made for this spot. I think he is truly the prototype if you can't get a guy the size and caliber of Fred Warner. Fred Warner was 6'4", 230 pounds and can run like a gazelle. Any defense in America would have loved to have a guy like a Fred Warner. Well, guess what? BYU found a guy who may not be as big as Fred Warner, but Chaz Ayu is plenty capable. Listed at 6'2", 206 pounds on the BYU roster currently, I would expect that him entering his junior season, he's probably going to pack on a few more pounds, probably try and play around 210, 215 pounds, and that's plenty big enough in the role that he is going to play. He has to be able to prove that he can cover both tight ends and slot receivers, but also if it's a run, if it's a run play, he has to step up and be able to take down an opposing tailback one on one. I think that you have the perfect guy for the role in Chaz Ayu. He's really coming into his own, I feel like, towards the end of last year. And I think this year, Chaz Ayu is going to step into a starring role for the Cougars. Now, you're probably wondering, okay, who's going to back up Chaz Ayu when he needs a blow coming off the, coming off to the side? I think guys like Max Tooley and Drew Jensen are absolutely guys who could be in the mix there. Uh, Drew Jensen has ha- dealt with all kinds of knee issues during his BYU and high school career. If those are behind him... He is a productive player that absolutely could be an impact guy for BYU at this position. Like I said, Max Tooley also slimmed down this offseason to play more of a safety role, and I think he'd be a good fit at this spot. One dark horse to keep an eye on, and I'm not sure that his size will be able to let him play at this position effectively, but I think they'll give him a shot at it early on in fall camp to see what he can do. And if it doesn't work out there, he'll move right down to one of the other linebacker positions and absolutely be an impact guy there. And his name is Ben Bywater. The former Olympus High School star really uh, spent the first year back from his mission getting back into shape. But towards the end of the year, similar to Pepe Tanuvasa, really came on strong and was a standout player for BYU scout team, giving the opposing offense, speaking of BYU's offense, all kinds of fits when he was giving them looks on the scout team. I think he's got the capability to be an impact guy. I just wonder that if his size and speed ratio might relegate him to one of the more traditional linebacker spots, but I do believe that BYU is going to give him a look early on in fall camp at this hybrid position they're going to run with what I'm going to term and I think what they ex- what I expect BYU to term the flash linebacker spot. So there you go. Some of the names you'll want to know for BYU as they enter fall camp with the linebacking core. There are more names than that. Think of guys uh, like a Chase Hughes, a guy who came in from Wyoming as a transfer. He could be a guy who could prove something. He's got a D1 offer from Wyoming at once upon a time, was interested at BYU. Matthew Criddle, a guy who has stepped up in different spots and really been an impact guy at points during his BYU career. 
There are a number of linebackers on BYU's roster this year that I think absolutely will be chomping at the bit to prove what they can do. The biggest issue is right now, if BYU truly goes to this more hybrid 4-3 alignment where that third linebacker, that strong side linebacker position is more of a hybrid role, there might be a few too many linebackers on the roster to fit what BYU actually needs on the field. So very interesting situation all the way around, but I do expect BYU's linebacking core to be one of the strengths of the defense this year. And I don't have any qualms in saying that. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. I'll do more of a thorough write-up on this as I've done for the other position previews that we have done here on the podcast. And I'll have more names for you, more of kind of a look at what to expect from BYU on defense. But know this, I believe BYU's adaptability is absolutely going to be a benefit for them this coming season. I expect them to be uh, more flexible in the way they go about defending things and not so reliant on just one defensive scheme. Think of the rush three drop eight that we all want to see die a fiery death. All right, that'll do it for this position preview. Coming up here in just a second, we'll stick with the BYU football theme. Get to the best player to wear the number 72 in a BYU uniform as our player countdown series rolls on. Before we do that, though, do need to take a minute today and tell you about our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. All Guard Pest Control is a fantastic local company that is capable of servicing your home for any number of pest control issues. Ants, spiders, mice, termites, whatever your pest issue is, wasp. I had a big wasp issue that actually took care of for me recently. Regardless of whatever your pest control issue is, All Guard Pest Control is capable of servicing it. They're based in Utah County, but Seth Baird, the owner, and his team, they are more than happy to visit anybody up and down the Wasatch Front, even out in the Tooele and Wasatch Counties, if you need them. I love this company. It's a local company. And guess what? Seth is just the biggest BYU fan I know. I can tell you guys that much. That's why he loves advertising with us here on Locked On Cougars. I know he listens every day like many of you guys, and he is an ardent BYU fan, as you will find. That's not the only reason to trust this company. They take care of my home. They do top-notch service. They use the safest products in the industry. They want to make sure that they treat your home better than they treat their own. I guarantee you that Seth takes good care of his home as well. Pest control issues, none of us want to deal with them. None of us want those creepy crawly things inside our home. We don't want our significant others freaking out about the ants in the living room or the spiders in the bathroom. All Guard Pest Control can take care of any of those issues for you guys. Give Seth and his team a call. 801-851-1812 is their phone number. You can check them out online at allguardpestcontrols.com if you want to learn more about them and the services they offer. I love what All Guard Pest Control does. They offer two unique programs real quick. A quarterly program will come out once every three months to make sure your home has that barrier up around it all year round to keep everything outside your home that you don't want inside it. Or they'll also come out if you have a one-time issue. They'll take care of you the one time. They'll leave you alone. That's what I love about All Guard Pest Control. They're not going to bug you guys, and I know I'm using that pun, but All Guard Pest Control is the best of the best, so trust them like I trust them to take care of your home like I trust them to take care of my home. I know I just made a mockery of that whole statement, but you guys get what I'm talking about. Call All Guard Pest Control, 801-851-1812, or check them out online at allguardpestcontrols.com. As we round out a Tuesday edition of the podcast today, let's get to our player countdown series. We are now just 72 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season. Your opinion about if the season might actually be taking place is very valid. We talked a little bit about that on yesterday's podcast. If you didn't hear it, you can go back and listen to that. But 
I am hoping and praying and planning on BYU kicking off the season 72 days away from today when they face off against the University of Utah at Rice-Eccles Stadium. As we have done for the last, what, 28 days, almost a month, we've counted you down every day with the best player wear that respective number in a BYU uniform. And today, number 72 has some interesting names in it. Let's run down the finalists for you real quick before we get to some of my thoughts on this. But the finalists for this position were offensive lineman Nick Ayer, another offensive lineman Wayne Baker, offensive lineman Brian May, and then defensive lineman Hans Olsen. Now, the name Hans Olsen may sound familiar. I work with a guy named Hans Olsen at the Zone Sports Network. He is a radio host who was the same Hans Olsen that played at BYU in the mid to late 1990s. Hans is one of the best men I know. I, I wholeheartedly, I just love the guy. He is just a giant teddy bear, a mountain of a man. He is the uh, nephew of former Utah State great Phil and the, the nephew of former Utah State greats Phil and Merlin Olson. Uh, and he is just the salt of the earth. I love Hans Olsen. And the fan vote, I think, was influenced by Hans and his media persona. He took 80% of the vote as time of recording. Uh, Brian May coming with 11.1% to come in in second place. Nick Ayer was 6.7%. And Wayne Baker with just 2.2% of the vote. So a heavy favorite and a heavy winner right now in the fan vote for Hans Olsen. And I have a hard time disagreeing with him. Hans had a good career in a BYU uniform. He is uh, one of the solid, more solid players who didn't necessarily have a starring role for BYU, if that makes sense. He had a solid career for BYU, went on to play for a time in the NFL with the Indianapolis Colts and Peyton Manning, and then went on to star in the Arena Football League for a number of years before entering the media realm, where he's a talk show host now locally on the Zone Sports Network. So Hans Olsen, I think, absolutely is an easy pick today. And it, my bias is probably showing through because, like I said, I have gotten to know Hans over the previous few years working with him, and I love the dude. He is just the best of the best. Some other guys on this list absolutely deserve a shout-out. Nick Ayer was a consensus All-American in 1980, finished third in the Outland Trophy voting. He was a two-time all-whack performer during his time as a BYU Cougar. He was drafted by the Houston Oilers, but his NFL career was cut short by a diagnosis of cancer. That cancer went into remission, thank goodness. And uh, The Bear is a great nickname for Nick Ayer. He was a fantastic player and absolutely a standout Cougar during his time at BYU. Also, Wayne Baker was a second-team All-American in 1974. That season alone, he had 82 tackles with 10 sacks. He went on to play one year with the San Francisco 49ers in the NFL. And then Brian May, also one of the legendary offensive linemen that protected Ty Dentmer in the 1990s and a good player in his own right. He was an all-whack performer as well. So all the linemen in this group today were absolutely phenomenal, but I'm letting my personal persuasion get in the way of my maybe more analytical approach that I usually have. And Hans Olsen, he is the best player on the Locked On Cougars podcast to have worn the number 72. Nick Ayer, I think, would probably be a close second for me, maybe the 1B to the 1A for Hans Olsen. But like I said, Hans is one of my favorite people in the world. I love working with him on a day-to-day basis. I love interacting with him. I love our chats about BYU sports and all other sports in and around the state of Utah. And I just think he's a stand-up guy. So Hans Olsen, the best player with the number 72 in a BYU uniform. And that'll do it for this Tuesday edition of the show. A big thank you to all of you for your continued support of the show. It is a blast truly to be with you guys each and every day talking BYU sports. 
Hope you guys enjoy listening to this half as much as I enjoy bringing it to you. It truly is one of the best parts of my day to sit down and record this podcast and just talk BYU sports with you guys. So a big thank you for your support. Follow the show on social media. Search us out. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cougars. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch. And feel free to reach out anytime via email as well. The email address for the show is LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. One note before we go today, guys, is I want to talk to you about something something really cool that we're doing here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and that is that we are... uh we are standing against racism and social injustice. You guys have seen this in the headlines. The Black Lives Matter movement absolutely is really taking things over. That's why we, the hosts of the Locked On Podcast Network, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And during this month, the month of June, the Locked On Podcast Network is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional 10 thousand dollars guys we are putting the money where our mouth is to make your own donation along with us please visit us at lockedonpodcast.com slash black lives matter guys i have donated money right out of my pocket to this cause hopefully you guys will consider doing the same i think this is a worthy effort we all can work together to really improve the status of everybody else in our community so i hope you guys will check that out once again lockedonpodcast.com slash black lives matter all right that'll do it for today's edition of the show we've been brought to you in part by built bar go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked on for ten dollars off your first order and also our good friends at all guard pest control you can give them a call for any and all pest control needs 801-851-1812 Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. I hope you guys are all doing well, staying home, staying safe, and wear a mask. Let's all, let's flatten this curve. We've done it once before. We need to do it again. So hopefully you guys, like I said, are all being safe and being smart when you're outside and doing things in the community. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for June 23rd, 2020. We will talk to you tomorrow.